I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. And this is Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. With Jen on the ether. Hi. The noise gets different every week. Every week. We have a Steph- we have a Stephanie guest with us. <laughs> okay. We have a special guest with us, Stephanie Herb. It is Herb, right? It is. Yes, I'm herb, saying it right. Herb, it's the only way you like, could pronounce it, right? Yes, just like oregano, but mm-hmm. no H. Okay. Yeah. So you with this. So this episode is kids. It's it's the 16th episode of season three, aired February 12, 1997, and one of the big plots of the episode is uh, Jimmy's hitting on a teacher, and you play that teacher. Yes, I do. Um, and play that teacher mighty well. Oh yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, Thank you. There's there's uh, a lot of stuff that you have to. Do. So we're we'll, we can talk about the plot a little bit, but you're you're first person who's come and said, well, I mostly I have a lot of backstory, so I love that you've actually <laughs> yeah. got stuff ready. So that's sure. awesome. I don't have to pull it out of you. I always have backstory. <laughs> I'm a professional backstory. <laughs> <laughs> so the basic thing of this, there are a few plots. Um, we we got Beth who is uh, accidentally been hiding porn mags around the office. Yep, uh, mm. that's happening because she's Just like absentmindedly leaving them around. Apparently, yeah, exactly. When there are kids around, and the there office. are children yes. around, uh, because weirdly the teacher you're playing seems to not give a shit about any of her kids and just leaves them with a bunch of yeah. idiots at a news it takes one of them with her takes one of them with her because that's jimmy's kid right. quote unquote um uh, rodney yeah little rodney which i tried i tried to see if we could get him on the pod i'm gonna try and get one of these little kids on that on the podcast too because that would be fun and they're probably what 50 years old right? <laughs> yep yep they're all 50 hello what show is that again um so that's a 50 year old to me apparently i'm 37 hello everyone um so yeah let's talk about it how did you get cast on this show well i don't really remember the trajectory but the weird backstory is that when i was in college at smu in dallas texas i had a summer job scooping ice cream at steve's ice cream down the way from campus and that was one of those places that it was the first ones where you mushed candy into the ice cream oh yeah you know so it was very you got good biceps and you ate a lot of sugar and the (laughs) manager my manager was paul sims the creator of news radio (laughs) it's a very strange thing did i know that was going to happen with my manager of the ice cream shop no i did not know but I thought he was very funny, and it was a really interesting little crew over at the ice cream shop. And by the way, when you work in an ice cream shop, you stop eating ice cream altogether. I would imagine. You know, you're just like, Ugh, you know. <laughs> but he, you know, and I found out later that he was doing news radio. And the other weird backstory is one of my survival jobs when I first got to L.A. was nannying for celebrities. And Phil Hartman was one of my clients. Actually, my favorite family I worked for mm-hmm. was Phil Hartman and his wife, Bryn. Um, and they had two kids, and I took care of them. But, you know, I'm not really sure. I either approached Phil or I approached Paul, and I said, hey, I want to do your show. Because, you know, I believe that if you want to do something out here and you know someone, it doesn't hurt to ask. 
sometimes you get told no or you don't get an answer more often than not really but i think it was really the confluence of phil and paul and they were like yeah will you play this teacher and i was like of course and it ended up being a really fun episode. Oh, yeah. And, you know, one of the things I remember the most was that, well, first of all, Stephen Root is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And one, everyone <laughs> in that cast was lovely. I mean, I didn't really see Andy Dick, but, um, <laughs> but everyone was great. And the one scene when we're at the restaurant where mm-hmm. he keeps using bad language mm-hmm. and the kid goes, I need to go to the can, <laughs> that thing. <laughs> that was shot without an audience and the writers just kept coming up to us and go, say this, say this, say this. <laughs> so it was really like flying by the seat of your pants. Okay. But it worked very well because most actors who are worth their salt can fly by the seat of their pants and sure. do improv type things. And mm-hmm. I think that's why it was so funny. Those writers were constantly... Mm-hmm churning out ideas mm-hmm. it wasn't just a set script and you stuck to it yeah um which made it a lot of fun for me too that's well, so much fun i like you have like you have a really good part in it so with the fact that you uh asked paul sims or mentioned it to phil hartman uh, about wanting to be on the show i love that you ended up with like a nice guest star as opposed to like a yeah. one-line thing well i <laughs> pretty much only did guest stars you know mm-hmm. um I'm not really sure why I escaped. I think I did a Grace Under Fire with, where my scene was with Dave Thomas and I had two lines. I did very few small bits mm-hmm. and then was lucky enough to leap into the guest star zone, um, which is interesting because now there aren't many guest stars anymore. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. sort of to save money. They're making everybody a co-star and that's kind of sad. Um, but yeah, it was a lovely role and it was, and also I got really good hair Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was like the Friends time, so they gave me sort of Rachel hair, uh-huh. you know, and uh, a nice, like, conservative suit, mm-hmm. and so, and it was great fun, and it was good luck. Yeah. You know? What was it like working with a kid? Because that's what they always say, don't do it. Kids are, <laughs> that, there's a reason they say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I don't remember this kid being much of a problem. If mm-hmm. if he was, it would, I would remember. Uh-huh. Um uh, you know, and I don't know if for the group s- scenes, if they had issues because I wasn't around, but mm-hmm. this kid was pretty easygoing. Um, you know, there I've had I've had horrible circumstances happen with little children, uh-huh. especially in commercials, I Ooh. find, uh-huh. um, because I think their parents train them like they just give them a lot of sugar and say, be cute. And yeah. Stuff like that. But uh <laughs> I don't remember it being that difficult for this one. Maybe mm. they had a good kid wrangler on the set. I don't know. They all seem to be, I mean, they they actually cast these kids. They didn't just throw a bunch of friggin' kids, kids in a room. Oh, no, they cast these them. kids were funny. I think the yeah. casting was great on that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really great. Brilliant. Did you, so, I mean, okay, so you knew Paul Sims beforehand. You knew Phil Hartman beforehand. Had you been a fan of this show? Had you watched it before you got on? Oh, yeah, I watched it. I mean, I try, as an actor, I think, you're being irresponsible if you don't watch everything that's out there. Mm -hmm. Because if you get an audition, it's going to be really hard to shove a tone into your brain in one night and then come out with the work that they would like to see. So, so yeah, I'd watched it. I'd liked it. Of course, Phil and Paul, I knew. So, of course, I watched it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely. I feel like for the most part, News Radio, when they cast, maybe it's mostly the women guest stars, but they... They they have them keep a certain level tone about them. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of like 
they, they, I feel like they would have uh, frowned upon any hamming. So they, they clearly mm. got people who were grounded. Well, very often guest stars are not there to be funny sure. or wacky. Yeah. They're foils, mm-hmm. you know, and that's certainly what I was. Although it was just really fun scenes where I could be, you know, officious and controlling. And that's delightful. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you definitely um, find your guest stars are the grounded people in scenes because the wacky series regulars are doing their thing all around sure. you. Yeah. I feel like maybe I the mean, exceptions are like a French Stewart when they would bring French Stewart on. Oh, and I worked be, with him. Did you? Yeah, I did worked you? with him on Third Rock. I was going to say, In fact, he tortured me on Third Rock. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, he, was, he, he was basically in my storyline picking on me all the time. So, um, and that's another great show to work on. John Lithgow is amazing and really fun show to work on they traded a lot of actors those two shows if i remember because phil hartman did some third some third rock right uh they do that a lot within networks and things Mm -hmm. i think i sorry you had a question alan and i keep interrupting you Uh, i'm gonna keep interrupting my train of thoughts so interrupt me one more time okay and what if i keep interrupting (laughs) you like this um oh what i was gonna say uh so i mean you did have a that little like elevator exchange between you uh jimmy james and bill Mm -hmm. no like before the scene where you see Phil Hartman, was there, uh, was there any just like, oh hey, this is, this is gonna be fun. You haven't seen me in this light yet. <laughs> oh, you mean in my head? What yeah, I was yeah. thinking? You know, I would think I was pretty nervous because you know, once someone knows you as a babysitter, mm-hmm. to transition to believable actress or viable <laughs> comedy entity, uh, you know, that's that's kind of scary so i just you know you just try to remain focused um and i didn't want to be ultra chummy or anything either Mm -hmm. i i hang out with his kids (laughs) um and but he's he is also a very delightful person so he made everyone on that show put you at ease yeah pretty much at least the people i worked with sure um were really lovely people Again, you didn't run into Andy Dick. We've established. No, he wasn't there. I don't think he was in any. Was he in a lot of that episode? No. There was a thing with no, the, where the like the group little. of kids came in to start, and he he was in there, and he he got the kid. That yeah, tripped. I had no yeah, scenes with it. him, so I really didn't have any interaction mm-hmm. at all. I don't. Under, okay, so I'm an actor, but I've never done anything to the level of guest starring or anything like that. Okay. Um. So. Is there is it weird at all or more freeing to do the scene like you said that was shot without an audience? Do you, you like that more? Oh, I prefer the audience. I mean, yeah, okay. I come from theater. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did a two and a half men. There's a part of a set for a sitcom that's called the I think they call it the deaf set. I can't remember, but it's usually around the corner. Oh, from sure, the yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can't see you, and there's kind of a little delay, and it's really irritating. And uh-huh. a lot of times, the guest stars do get relegated to that set around the corner. Mm -hmm. Um, So you don't really have that direct connection with the audience and is a little bit of a delay because I, I'm a ham and (laughs) I love doing comedy on stage and I really enjoy the audience response. Uh Um, And in the two and a half men I did, it involved my cleavage. So the audience went nuts at one point, (laughs) but it was like a delayed nuts. And that's very weird. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I did the original Ellen show. Mm-hmm. Um, I played Jeremy Piven's girlfriend, and a lot of my scenes were right in front, in the middle. And I just remember you just throw a look, and the audience would go cuckoo. Yeah. But when you're in that side 
set not so good. Mm -hmm. And then the scene in the restaurant, we had no audience. So it was perhaps harder to tell how hilarious it was. Mm -hmm. And then they add in the canned laughter and it's right. automatically yeah. Because the audience gives you like a sense of timing sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Too. Oh, the, the scene I did with John Cryer and Two and a Half Men, we made it last probably two minutes just off of him staring at my chest oh my God. <laughs> and, and, and me kind of trying to hide it and then catching him and mm. us looking away. I mean, it went on forever yeah. and the audience loved it, but that wouldn't probably work as well if there was no audience. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that would be weird. It would Do come you... across as much creepier, especially yeah. if you watched it play out without the audience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just curious, the, the the set at the actual restaurant because uh, mm -hmm. I've seen them use this set before. A bunch. What, yeah. What is there actually? Is that a deaf set? I mean, was there no actual spot for an audience could be, or was it? Just yeah, not? it was off to the. You no, know, I'm just pulling from my ancient memories, but um, <laughs> it was off to the right around the corner and you know lit up and i don't know sometimes it's because of scheduling mm -hmm. or rewrites or whatever you just end up having to do something with not on the night they're taping with an audience right Got it. that makes sense yeah i've been in a sitcom audience where once where they they obviously recorded one scene that was it was yeah it was on a deaf set where no audience but then they would play it back during the episode you were watching yes and then try to record the, the last the reaction. Yeah, that, that's, that's very common too. Or mm -hmm. if they have to shoot something outside or mm -hmm. something that's like ties things up and they couldn't get it in. Because sometimes it takes too long to shoot things. Yeah. I mean, it's a really mm -hmm. long night sometimes when you're shooting a uh -huh. sitcom. Often not, like you're talking about Jimmy Burroughs, I think... You know, some of these directors know bing, bang, bing, and they get it done, mm -hmm. and they want to go home and have spaghetti and go to bed or Course. whatever. <laughs> you know, so they they make it happen fast. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the longer a show's been running, the more it runs like clockwork, too. Mm -hmm. I think in the first couple seasons, they're figuring out things, so it may take longer to get the final product out. Right. Yeah. Is it safe to assume you were there for a full table read and all that stuff? Oh, yeah, for the whole week. Mm -hmm. Usually guest stars are, you know, hired for a week. Mm -hmm. So you do the table read, you do, you know, blocking for the camera, then you do rehearsal, and then you do the final shoot. Is there any... Because I... It's the I'm, best schedule for a oh, human. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you know, I My dream is really still to play... <laughs> the crazy lesbian neighbor on some sitcom uh -huh. right you know yeah, i don't yeah. know what um it would be so <laughs> fabulous to do something like that because you can have a life mm -hmm. and uh, you know i've done plenty of dramas and those are long long days and mm -hmm. if you're you know being held captive or having a rare disease or whatever it kind of is much or less both. fun <laughs> yeah and i think i actually well i was held captive by someone who was having a rare disease oh, on a right. show all so right. i did oh. have the combination of <laughs> oh the two God. and and that was a very long day or two or three <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> to know as an actor you've got all this utility right to be like you know, i can like it's actually a very good thing to be able to be not a blank slate, but like you can put me in any friggin' scene and I'll oh, do it. I, I feel like the reason I'm an actor is because I want to do everything. Mm -hmm. It's not like I just want to play myself. My favorite thing is to create a character that has nothing to do with me. Yeah. Um, mm. Now, unfortunately for women out here, that's not always an option you sure. get yeah. unless sure. you're Nicole Kidman, mm -hmm. which I'm not. Mm -hmm. But um, but I, you know, when I do get a role that is like that, I'm 
really joyous because I'm like, this is the stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't want to play a nice mom. Right. You mm. know, and I do stand up now and I actually have a whole set where I talk about I'm a mom and I don't like to play moms on television. <laughs> that's the thing I don't want to play. Unless she's a crazy drunk mom. Okay. Then that's fun. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> is there opportunity? Well, I guess there's opportunity, but is there need when you're doing this? The beats are pretty clearly written out. Yeah. Do you bother creating a character from whole cloth or is it like i understand these beats and i want it to play off the way they want to play it so i'm gonna well it's different depending on the show yeah like for sitcoms you pretty much have to show up at your audition with your character Mm -hmm. and what you're gonna do because they're just gonna cast what they want okay or if they're not sure what they want you show them something amazing and they go that's what we want okay yeah you Mm -hmm. know so there's it's there's probably more chance to create a character in film and drama Mm mm-hmm then sitcom, you know, it really helps if you go to a sitcom audition with a few tricks in your bag of characters you play. Okay. Um, mm. You know, judgmental, whatever lady or, mm-hmm. you know. So that's kind of <laughs> how it works best. And then, then if you're a real character actor, it's often uh, informed by how you look, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. Right. So. Uh, there was a question I wanted to ask about uh, g- just going back to the restaurant scene real yes, quick. Yes, yes. So, yeah, the whole uh, really funny banter with uh, uh, Stephen Root where mm-hmm. he's just like, where he says, ah, oh, hell, and you're like, don't say hell. And he says, damn, don't say damn. Yep. And at the last line, though, he goes, uh, uh, all right, but but what? And then, like, the scene just like cuts off. I was wondering if you remember, was there any more to that or was that actually how it well, was written? Well, as I <laughs> mentioned, they kept feeding us lines uh-huh. and that whole last bit was all written on the spot. Mm-hmm. And so I think he did actually say what the F word, <laughs> uh, but they just yeah. cut it off before that came out, which I thought was hilarious. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a I fabulous yeah. scene. And for ages, that was one of the first scenes on my reel because yeah. I liked it mm-hmm. so much. Great. Now it is too ancient, but... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But I, you know, there are certain comedy bits I've done, and that is one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I love it. <laughs> Warren Buffett's got fingernails like a coal miner. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh. It's He's, great writing. It really is. Did you pee on your hands, son? Did you pee on your hands, son? So good. And, like, just the whole time, you're just, like, you're just ready to prove him wrong the entire yes. time. I love that. So much. <laughs> to, to stay, I mean, to keep straight in, in a scene like that, yeah, it's oh, a it's professional thing to, to laugh. do, but yeah, because yeah. he's hilarious, right? And you know, I I I have crossed paths with him since then, and uh-huh. he's such a nice guy, mm. as is his wife Romy. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, I'm just really glad I got to work with him. I'd love to do that again sometime. He's one of those people, one of the two people on the show, him and Phil Hartman, who you know, it's it's often just established that whatever line you write, they will make it into their own. Yeah, name. well, and he mm-hmm. really, I will say for you know, Stephen had a way of chopping up a line and personalizing it that, you know, as a guest star, you can't do that. Right. Mm -hmm. You have to, I mean, at least I wouldn't do that. Maybe there are some youngsters who like improv through things and change things up. But, you know, I learned you say what the writers wrote because that's what they want to hear. And Mm -hmm. if it doesn't work, they'll change it. Um, But if you're a series regular of the ilk that Stephen Root is, you can you can take that line and turn it into a, you know, a very special dance of your very own. And mm. it's hilarious. And he was brilliant at that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he is when, on whatever he does, really. For sure. Including, again, no spoilers, but Man in the High Castle. Come on, guys. If you haven't watched Man in the High Castle, he's so good, good in it. Everything. He's so upsetting in it. 
He's so good and upsetting. Upsetting. Oh, I love him so much. I love when he plays it. Or, oh, have we even talked about Get Out? He's, no, he's fantastic. We should have. He's, like, he's yeah. one of the best parts of Get Out, uh, you know, of the white people. He's one of the best <laughs> white parts in that movie. Well, it's a, I just feel like, Jen, I should make a point that it is uh, a yeah. black movie about black issues, and he's there for a reason as a white. Um, this is Jason's last show. Of yeah. Yes. yeah, guys, I'm retiring because everything I'm saying makes me sound like an asshole. somewhere forever. Um, <laughs> so have you... No, you had a question. Go. Yeah. Alan, go. Come on, Alan. No, I was actually Go, going Alan. It's on you. Go, Alan. Do it. Thank Alan. You. Do it. Thank you. Thank you. Does that motivate you? <laughs> What's that? Does that motivate you? Uh, yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> Did you see Get Out? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have my screeners all stacked up, uh-huh. and I haven't <gasps> watched so, a lot of so them good. yet. I mean, so good. in fact, tomorrow's going to be screener day. Is it? Yeah, because oh, nice. it's a, a Sunday, and, and uh, I just got my puppy spayed, and we're just going to try to tie her down so she won't hurt herself and watch movies all day that's the goal tomorrow i love it but that's get outs on the stack yeah actually oh it's so good it's intense puppy as shit, papoose though. or something there you go just i have around. one you do but you know you can't just carry around no. a dog all day you no. gotta do stuff yeah. but i actually do have it looks like a puppy bjorn it's sickening <laughs> i i got her a, a post-surgical onesie too that's what that's i'm a sap i'm a dog sap basically. <laughs> they have a lot of energy you gotta figure they it certainly out certainly do they ruin their own bodies <laughs> anyway this is not really news radio talk. no it's no. not but you know you have no idea how distracted we've gotten before like the the the, the just off the we rails were, I think tangents about, are fun they absolutely we are. were talking about cheese whiz for way too long in the last before. episode cheese that's, whiz. yeah it, it's, it's in a scene interesting cheese whiz story you do <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh. Well, then we have well, to hear it. Well, now we have to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is the Cheese Podcast. Okay, I bought Bobcat Goldthwaite's house oh. that he right. uh, had before he got married. And it, and he had painted the entire inside of his house cheese whiz orange. Oh, my God. There were, okay. were cans of paint in the garage what? that said cheese whiz orange on them. Whoa. And that was the color of the house I bought. Okay. And I had to paint that because it yeah. wasn't really my deal Holy but anyway crap. whenever someone says cheese whiz that's, that's amazing what I, about. I would yes. imagine i would immediately get sick if i walked into that room it was a little color. it was a little vomity it was wow. <laughs> what the f- <laughs> sorry <laughs> like he's an interesting guy i bet yeah please I tell bet. me he was the one that showed you around the house no, he you... wasn't there. In fact, we got in nice. to look at his house yeah. before an open house because this was during one of the periods where all the house prices were crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did have a lot of velvety clown paintings. <laughs> okay. Oh, and okay. I felt like in a weird way, it would help us get this house uh-huh. because you had to really imagine it not being orange mm-hmm. and full of clowns. Because not everybody is into that. And I'm not making fun of his taste. Of course. He's a comedian. He's very unique. Aha. Uh-huh. But it wasn't Whatever a... inspires you. Yeah, exactly. But it was not orange has probably been my least favorite color my whole life. It's, I don't know why. It's one that like gives you energy automatically and if you just want to sit and relax for a while, it's yeah. well hard. I would not be able to sleep in a yeah. cheese whiz room. Bobcat, no. what are you gonna do with the police academy money? Well I'm gonna get a bunch of clowns <laughs> on velvet and I'm gonna paint a room like cheese whiz. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I did it yeah. on stage a couple months ago. I haven't gotten to break it out in a while. Wow, that was a good tangent. You You got to do your impressions. I know. She said, Bobcat, did you see my eyes light up? I'm like, when do I get to do the voice? (laughs) Yay! Yay! 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Sorry, I had to. I had to. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. If he ever does my other podcast, am I free to ask him about the cheese whiz room? Yes. And the clowns. Okay. Good. As yes. Okay. I mean, it was. It was I mean, it's really not like he never private. had people in his house. I'm sure. That's so. true. Yeah. No people. <laughs> and I think it's pretty clear that he's a unique dude. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I'm starting to realize that I have like one degree of separation with everyone who's ever been on television it's great. or film. That's so good, though. <laughs> Just say a word and we'll, we'll riff. You, you know, know that's all that it takes to write an autobiography and sell it, right? Really? Like, yeah. I yeah. don't know if I'm yeah. up there enough to do that. Uh, it, yeah. I feel like at the you very least, the right way? you go. To, you have to go to conventions, right? Because you were in one episode I of Star Trek. Done, I Yeah, I actually have done <laughs> conventions because I've done, like I was in The Ring and oh, a, yeah. a couple of horror mm. films. And I oh. really run this kind of weird sci-fi horror thing. Great. But not enough no? of one or the other. Like, I mean, I've done some of them. but mm -hmm. And I haven't done the big Star Trek ones. I have a, really? an appearance guy who keeps trying to get me to do that. But a lot of times, if you're not like a biggie, you have to like buy your own table. Mm. Oh, sure, sure, I, sure. I really don't feel like... I want to invest money into doing that. And I've actually done two episodes of different Star Trek Oh, you did shows. another one. How the hell yeah, did I, I did, miss it? Uh, I did, what was the one with, was it Scott Bakula? Oh, oh Enterprise. Uh, Enterprise. Yeah, okay, I did okay. Enterprise. Oh How did God, I miss that I on forgot. your MDB? because well, I never saw that show. Next Generation was my show. So. Yeah. A lot of people, that was their show. Yeah. And it was a really good episode, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 No, it's a phenomenal episode. Yes. That's why. I, I got to be beamed up. Yeah. That's see, that's nice. pretty good. You don't really go that's anywhere, though. That's weird. Yeah. I was Wait, sad. Are you trying to tell me this <laughs> transporter is not a real thing? It's not real. <laughs> what the? There's this thing called a green screen, uh, and I, you stand in front of it for hours. Does my toy tricorder not do anything? No. Damn and actually, it. here's the sad thing. I have a phaser uh -huh. at home that actually works, uh -huh. and I have a Star Trek. Okay. When I moved to L.A. from New York, uh -huh. one of my big top five dreams that I wrote down thinking I'll never get this because it's my biggest dream as an actress was to do an episode of Star Trek. Yay. That's so good. And I just kept writing letters to the casting people. I had no credits. Mm -hmm. I had done one episode of Unsolved Mysteries that shot in Ohio Holy where I shit, played nice. the slutty babysitter. <laughs> um, that's all I, that's the only on camera thing I had. So I was basically, you know, barely represented by an agent and trying to get in offices on my own mm -hmm. and i were that was my first tv job holy crap wow. isn't that weird how did i, I miss that too that's amazing nice. yeah yeah. But I mean, that's like a show where like you've got a Shakespearean level, several Shakespearean level actors. It's not like it was nothing. People didn't respect it because it was and still Star Trek. And I actually came but... from Shakespeare. I did Shakespeare really? festivals. Yeah. See, I mean, so I traveled the country yeah. doing Romeo and Juliet and Two Gentlemen of Verona. Holy crap. But so the, when I auditioned for that role, because I think I had auditioned to play a couple of things before that it shot like the next day and they had to send you right away to get your little Starfleet suit made yeah, yeah, because yeah. those were oh, really, wow. they were made to order. Mm -hmm. um, so they had they to send you right fitting. to, they had to send you right to makeup and wardrobe that right after the audition. Wow. So what they were doing was they'd have us all these, and it was always such a beautiful women. And I really never thought of myself as pretty or anything. So I always felt very intimidated but I knew I could talk and uh -huh. I really liked jargon. Like uh -huh. I like I was a pre med, so I love oh, wow. I love oh. sciencey stuff. So he had us all come in, everyone came out and sat in the hallway. 
he'd send a few people away. Then we'd go back in. Then we come back out in the hallway. He'd send a few more. I felt like it was a beauty contest. Of course. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. a beauty pageant. And at the end, there's like two of us in the hallway. And he came out and he pointed to me and he went, it's you. And I kind of felt like someone should hand me some roses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for this alien role. In the... <laughs> and that was, you know, my first big TV job. Oh, my God. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. That's so cool. You said you had a phaser. Did you actually just take it from set? Just no, no. <laughs> I would never. No, actually, I, my, I think I got it as a Christmas gift. Mm. And I actually oh. do stand up in a cosplay group where I play Spock's girlfriend. And I use my <laughs> phaser and my community. Communicator. Love it. Wow. And I have a lamp that has the Enterprise on it, and it twirls around and plays uh, James T. Kirk's little thing at the beginning. That's amazing. I am a nerd, you guys. You're amongst friends. This is why you should go to these conventions. Whatever. I, I really, it. it's I, not actually, easy. I went to one in West butt. Virginia, mm-hmm. um, and it was not a. You know, West Virginia is fairly economically suppressed, so mm-hmm. it wasn't like people could buy pictures or anything. So I ended up, I spent the entire day just talking to people, mm-hmm. which is exhausting. Yeah, yeah. But I really, you know, I don't mind it. I actually love to meet people who are nerds and fans and things. I'm not peeing right now, if you hear that. <laughs> I it's am. Actually I, that's Alan. <laughs> Alan's peeing. No, it's my water. Um <laughs> But, you know, I like them. I would do them. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I did one in L.A., which is not where you want to do them because mm-hmm. everyone's very like, who cares? Ugh. There's I stars, in, all there's the stars at the right age. You know, yeah, who yeah, cares? Yeah. <laughs> but I just remember I hardly had anyone, in, you know, and I was on True Blood, too. So mm-hmm. there's those people. Mm-hmm. The oh, True yeah, yeah, are very, yeah. very, you know. But you have to find a place that sort of funnels all those people into, you know, get any interest for me yeah. however billy d williams had a line out the door so, oh i bet you know. the thing is unless you're a star they're not going to pay for your hotel room they're not going to no. pay for your flights no it's and, really not cost effective and you've got to then charge 50 bucks right. a photograph or basically something. i have to book like one big deal thing mm-hmm. that sort of ties it all together and then maybe i could t- monetize it somehow like well, my we... aff- my friend amanda weiss she's from the Freddy Krueger movies and stuff. Oh, okay. She's oh, yeah, yeah. Constantly at conventions, doing very well. And that wasn't me beeping either. No, that was me hitting my keyboard like an <laughs> idiot. I don't know. Good sound effects, peeing yeah. and beeping. It's really great. Yes. It's really professional, yeah, really, is no, what that is. It makes it a fun show. <laughs> so when we do a news radio convention, you'll come to that, though, right? Absolutely. So, okay, good. That's, that's, that's a good idea. I would love that. It'd be amazing. We should do a news radio convention. All right, guys, that's our new thing. <laughs> radio convention. We already got some artwork. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. Uh, do we? Wait, do we thank him at the beginning of this episode? Thank him now. No, Let's thank him right now. now. Big, big, big shout out to Joe Galvin. I, Yay. I don't know if Stephanie saw this that artwork. artwork. I want to see it right now. I love, right. I love when people do fan art. It's exactly what I pictured. Oops. Only you better. Look like a Hardy's Hardy Boys book with the. Uh, Oh, oh, gosh, you're having it. phone malfunctions. Son of a gun. Yeah. Well, I can try and pull it up on here. So, Come on, Jason. So, somebody yeah. follow through I'm here. so close. <laughs> I'm so, oh, oh, you got it? it? Did you get it? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, so we were little... talking about this episode <laughs> from a couple that. weeks Isn't ago. It? And we, that's great. And uh, we and Jen said uh, we would love to see. I don't know how it came up, but she said it'd be great to see it as a Hardy Boys thing. Yeah, and you brought it up within and a day like, of oh, this like coming Hardy out. He that is amazing. This. It's phenomenal. And we are doing okay, a news Where radio- does Joe live? I don't know. Joe, where do you live? 
Uh, are you listening, Joe? Give us a call or tweet us, Joe. Yep, right. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's tell everybody where let's Joe tell is. Not his house. Let's not say everyone. he's in Texas. Oh, wow. Joe is That's Texas. That's where I, I went to college in Texas. Second second piece of art he's he's done so after good. listening to this podcast. Oh, that's really cool. I want one, Joe. Joe, <laughs> Joe if you're listening, <laughs> draw Stephanie. I don't know what Stephanie's doing in this. Just come up with... Okay, Stephanie, I think you should choose what your character of... What's her name? <laughs> I forgot uh, her name. Is it Mary? It's I Mary, right? It's name Mary's either. name. Mary's That's her name, isn't it? That's very sad. It, it is Mary. Yeah. It is Mary. Because yeah. uh, the Thank lunch God. thing, like... You know, it's so funny when you do a lot of TV, you forget all your characters' names. Of so course like, you do. I'll be typing up my resume going, uh, I don't remember that character. Her name was Deborah. I just decided yeah, that. Yeah, right, right. You know, <laughs> unless there was a specific flair to the name, I'll just come up with some bland name. For sure. Yes. Like, if you have a Star Trek name, I'm assuming you remember Yes, Leva the Lumerian. There we are. Yes. It's pretty good. So, yeah, it was a good name. Pretty great name. Yeah. I chanted to a rock. Thanks. <laughs> like you do. How many people get to do that? It's amazing. It's like a dream of mine. Is it you want to chant to a rock? To get on beamed up and chant to a rock and hang out with Patrick Stewart in the so makeup awesome. trailer. That would be phenomenal. Yeah. I cannot imagine. They were a nice group of people too. I bet. So okay, uh, is did you continue to watch news radio after you were on the show? Was oh, it a yeah. thing you kept up with? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you knew Paul Sims. Yeah, so. well, and Phil Hartman. And yeah. Phil Hartman, of course. I, I mean, it's a funny show. I will watch funny shows no mm -hmm. matter what. I enjoy laughing. Do you have any? <laughs> Do people, people not like, enjoy laughing? I think laughing? you're laughing one of the few. Ow, one of the few this the hurts. Why am I doing me? this? Oh my God, ow, how embarrassing. Ow, I'm dying now. I, I actually, especially lately, I feel like all I want to watch is comedy. Yep. Maybe mm -hmm. that's, I mean, me Get Out why. isn't funny, is it? Is Get Out funny? Uh, there are moments However, oh, but it's in, oh, there's it's a really good so comic intense. relief guy in it. Actually. Oh, well, that's yeah. good because yeah. I really need funny right but now. But it's going to be but hard. It's not, it's, there's a lot a of very dark uh, screeners yeah. this year with I lots bet. of violence and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't need that. No, I get that. Surprisingly enough, uh, it, when it was just the kids and not the horror part, a lot of that stuff was really funny. Really? Yeah. Oh, it I didn't actually... see that. I can right. go dig that up and find it somewhere. Sure. I don't think I can watch it. I mean, the, scare, the other stuff that was actually really scary. I like watching really the scary, old one because but... of Tim Curry. For sure. He's just so delightfully weird. He's amazing. Yeah. Do you, are there any, I don't think we asked too much, I mean, whatever you want to talk about, do you have any stories about Phil Hartman? Well, uh, you know, Phil Hartman was so work oriented, you mm -hmm. know, because as 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 a babysitter, I just didn't see him very much. So sure. I don't really that have, I, you know, I don't really have any stories about him because he was so busy and so popular because he was doing a lot of commercials and mm -hmm. he was mm -hmm. still doing Saturday Night Live stuff. And mm -hmm. he was just his career was super happening. Um, so I don't really have any stories about him. He was just great to work with on the show. There, uh, the one moment where he's the one, the the scene where all the three of you are in it, you, Stephen Root, and Phil Hartman, mm -hmm. uh, is pretty great. Yes, I think, and I think that's the scene we're going to recreate for the photo. But I really love so <laughs> much where Stephen Root and that little kid are just make, pulling these stupid ass faces in front. I mean, you know what's going on. Is that another moment where you're having to hold back and and or you, no? You mean not laugh? Not laugh. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think you you get to the point where you realize if you crack you're slowing the oh. process down mm -hmm. and you might not get good marks after the fact. Mm -hmm. So I try really, that's one thing. That's another reason you want to be a series regular. 
because you can crack yourselves up and have a good time and yeah. you won't end up fired the yeah. next day. Right. You know? Right. So, yeah, you have to pretty much hold it together. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times after they'd say cut, you, you a lot of people just fall apart because things are so damn funny. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of... I've learned to put my funny person somewhere else while other people are being funny. You know, smart. I'm You're a professional. Straight, straight. Yeah, I try to be. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to look through here in terms of uh, anything that happened in the episode that we might have forgotten. Uh, am I not thinking of anything, Jen? I'm, or Alan? Either either the two of you. I just want to make sure we don't leave anything any any stone unturned. Uh, oh, you know, I do want to ask. Uh, please. Do you think you were actually uh, one of the uh, potential Jimmy James wife candidate because he had that candidate list? Oh yes, right. Or were you just like a, a new crush? Oh, That's the I would question. love to think I was because I think I you really were. Don't but... know. That's true. <laughs> we could. I, I kept. I think I may have hinted to somebody after the fact. <laughs> I could come back. You know, yeah, right. You know, you always want to come back if you have a good time on a show. Always, yeah. like, and a lot of times out here, people will dangle possible recurring at you sure, to sure. make you even more excited. And that's like I played, uh, uh, what's his face, Nick Offerman's girlfriend in the first season of Parks and Rec, uh-huh. right? Yeah, um, yeah. And they said possible recurring, and I was so excited. And they they had only done eight episodes the first season, yep. And so there was a break after my episode, and I was like, oh, I hope I hear from them hey, again. You're memorable. Uh, and then they got Megan Mullally to play his ex-wife, and uh-huh. so suddenly that became my character became a lot less. <laughs> important and disappeared uh, and that was very oh, yes, sad because right, you were supposed to be her sister right? i was her prettier younger sister uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. that's how they referred it, to me yeah. and uh and then basically i never showed up again and there's some line where like we both think she's a bitch and that's yeah I, I, in fact <laughs> yeah. i ad-libbed oh, yeah. her, she was tammy right yeah uh-huh. i ad-libbed tammy stinks I ad-libbed that, mm-hmm. and I was so proud of myself that they kept Tammy Stinks in the actual episode, because that was my big was comedy good. moment. <laughs> yeah. I think the word stinks is funny. It though. is. A it point. is. It, it's, it's Especially solid. when you're talking about like just an extra horrible person, and you just only have said stinks. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Considering she's a garbage sociopath on that show. I haven't met her yet. She's mythological. Yeah, at right. That point, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. You're And she's up mythological so almost later because she's so crazy. Insane. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she's totally crazy. And I love that show. That's another show that oh, I would yeah. watch, like mm-hmm. a news radio show, where it always makes me laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're characters. in my two top sitcoms. Yay yeah. for me. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. the next generation, which will never leave my brain because I was a nerd kid. Yes. You know. Oh, look, I, when I was a little, little kid, like seven, I would audio record the original stuff. There you go. Really? Audio record yeah. and listen to it on family trips Love in the it. car. Yeah, that makes you know? sense. That's great. So it can't get, it doesn't get much nerdier than that. No, I don't think no. so. Yeah. I don't. You've got the cred. So, yeah, so, I definitely do. I love that so much. You won't be the, the person at the convention who's like, yes, hi. Sign, sign, no, sign. No, I. You'll be there. Like, look in West Virginia, yeah, I, I ended up talking to people for like an hour and a half. That's so. Who good. never That's bought hilarious. a picture or anything? Sure, sure, sure. I felt like I was doing a little therapy with them, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and uh, it was a great fun. Just thoroughly exhausting. I bet. Yeah. No, I bet. Um, <laughs> you never. I don't know why this popped in my head. Uh, as far, so my brother's a big WWE fan, and he all he wanted an autograph from Macho Man. 
And so he gets in line. Macho Man had a rap album, I guess. Yeah, oh, yes. years ago. Yes, yeah. yeah. Wow. My brother didn't want the album, but he wanted the autograph. So he goes to get it. And Macho Man like signs it, and he's like, "I hope you like it." And my brother just goes, "I hope I do too," and like walks away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm just saying, I think you might have more street cred than someone like that who just does a rap album for... You know. uh, maybe, maybe I need to do a rap album. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> you know what I do have is little playing cards for Next Generation with my picture on them, and I will give you one. Please. Oh my I God. will give you one. Please. Nice. They're collectors I didn't know that items. they had player Although cards. I think some people have some they're selling on eBay, because you know how that happens. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit happens all the time. I was trying to think if I have... Because I do, mm, do I still have it? I have, you know, all the technical manuals. Because again, oh, I have the encyclopedia. I'll bet you're in the encyclopedia. I am in <laughs> one a of the in things that you take to the convention in Vegas. I'm in one. Yeah. Because I think my my husband was in Vegas accidentally during the Star Trek convention. Uh huh. And he was at a bar and he mentioned, oh yeah, my wife is in an episode. And they were like, she is. <laughs> and they were like looking <laughs> through the book and they found <laughs> me. And apparently, you know, that's really important. <laughs> I, right? and i love star trek so i get it there is a podcast i haven't listened to it yet it's called the greatest generation it's mm -hmm. specifically about the next generation <laughs> i feel like you'd be a good guest on that i show. would yeah. love to be a guest on see that. i don't find those people you you're know my new agent Jason. all right sounds good <laughs> you're a podcast agent you're gonna get me some fan art all right <laughs> i know the guy who runs their uh now what should happen in this fan art we didn't propose so I, think, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't want to propose. You guys should propose. Okay. Well, all right. That's true. We, we, we inspired the last piece. So yeah. what's mm. happening? Is it at the restaurant or is it uh, while she's while she's? I think she hall? should be scolding him in it. Scolding Actively Jimmy scolding in the him. restaurant? The restaurant's the, yeah. my favorite yeah, scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Then that, that's, that settles that. And maybe Jimmy can like have a certain posture where he's like like listening and being like, okay, I'll behave now. Uh-huh. Because Jimmy's Jimmy will do anything to... He didn't really, really, lady. He didn't lady really behave, though. No, no, yeah. he, he kind act. of was being she defiant. Just maybe, enough to woo her, I yeah, think. Yeah. Maybe you could have your your character as your head turned, and behind you he's doing something really malicious. Oh, mm -hmm. that could yeah. happen. Or I have a ruler, and I'm hitting him with it. <laughs> oh. That's what I'd like. <laughs> I love that she had one in her back pocket the whole time. a ruler across yeah. the knuckles or something. This is good. <laughs> I like this very good. I like this very good. I can't speak. I like this Here's the problem. Very, very good, like, I like say this. Say it like Bobcat. Do it, <laughs> This is not as bad. <laughs> this is not as bad as last episode we recorded where I, or two episodes ago, where I might have met medicated just before the episode oh and then, then just through the first intro of what it. What kind of medication are we talking Jason about? was having California an acid medication. trip. Uh, okay. no. yeah. Uh, yeah, right. I was on an acid trip. That's exactly right. Okay, so let's do this. Okay. Um, what do you have to promote? Where can people find you? This is going to come out in a few weeks. Oh, uh, well, you know, uh, my Twitter is Urbness, E-R-B-N-E-S-S. And um, nice. I'm on Instagram at StephanieHerb8000, which I say is my robot name. I don't know. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is. If I were a robot, so. that would be my yeah. name. Created by Joe Gorelli. Yep. 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 She should and be I'm... in the background of that restaurant scene, by the way, the robot. Just, just. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh. Maybe she's come from the future. The robot version. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Okay, now I'm so happy I can't yeah. stand it. Yeah, that's got to happen. Somebody, um, somebody or... out there, if you're bored right now, it doesn't <laughs> even have to be your best work just to do it. We need several of these mm -hmm. to happen. 
Can it be uh, Teacher Mary meeting your character from Star Trek? That's uh, I also oh. had that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> all right. Now it's getting better and better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had this thought. You have too. so many, many options, many, artists. Many, many just... options. Yeah. And your True Get Blood character it. coming in to say hi in the yeah, background. Yeah, my dumb witch. I was a dumb witch. <laughs> really? Yes. The witches who could nice really do though. anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All we did is get hurt by other entities and scream and run around. And uh, But I'm very grateful for that Love job. <laughs> you, have a, you have a Facebook too? Oh, oh yeah. I'm just Stephanie Herb. Mm -hmm. I have a fan page mm -hmm. uh, on there. I'm, I've been really negligent there. I'm more <laughs> paying attention to Twitter and Instagram uh -huh. because that's what the kids do, apparently. Of course. Yeah, um, that's where the world is I want to be like the kids. <laughs> um, where are you doing stand-up? Oh, yeah. I do stand-up. Uh, all over, but I met Flappers in Burbank a lot. Oh, okay. And, okay. and the cosplay comedy I love doing. It's uh, love it's that. run by a guy named Kyle Kreiss, and he comes as Spider-Man, a slightly overweight Spider-Man. And, <laughs> and he has great characters. In fact, it's in Burbank right now. The shows are at Geeky Tees. Do you ever Oh, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. He has shows at Geeky Tees. Now I'm like plugging his show, but it's really fun. That's and I awesome. feel like she was doing shows there. Me neither. I was okay. going to ask her if she wanted you know, to do I'll, shows there. I'll let you guys know. Then Please do. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really fun. And he gets some great comedians to nice. just like my one of my friend comedians did the Demi Gorgon from Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> and she made this amazing costume and it was oh, hilarious. So love it. Um, you know, that kind of comes and goes. I do that as a hobby just because. I started doing it because it scared the crap out of me, frankly, because yeah. mm. I've done a lot of acting oriented things, but I've never done stand up. And I really admire people who can just get up with a mic and oh, yeah. talk. That's so guts. I wanted to see if I could do that. I could never and do it. And apparently I can. It. Alan's um, done stand up. It's, it's been a while, but yeah. It was, it's somewhat yeah. terrifying, depending on the audience. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I've been in audiences that were like, nope, they don't. They don't no care. <laughs> yeah, that happens. I would like to speak more quickly and get out of here now and have a <laughs> beverage. Mm -hmm. you know? the, I think the most time I've ever gotten comfortable with it was with when I got absolutely no laughs from the audience. Like, it just was not a laughing mm -hmm. audience. It and happens I would just, to everyone. Right. Yeah. But I just sat in it and just, like, let it, just let it, let it, let them sit in the silence with me for a minute. And then I started getting chuckles because they're like, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> that was like, okay, now I'm comfortable. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I get that. <laughs> it's a good technique. It's a good, it really it. teaches you to listen to an audience. I mean, yeah. if, if you haven't come from theater, it, For is, sure. it is a great way to just read people, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, I, I, it, it's nice to know. I mean, this is clearly why you've done so much work. I mean, like, it's clear like that that's, that's where it comes from. Your professionalism comes from like, taking listening. feedback and listening like that's well, actually, not always easy it's i did a podcast uh with a guy who made up little you know meme things based on whatever you said mm -hmm. and what he used of what i said was listening is my favorite thing to do so you're very it's very apt i feel like all comedians have to listen you know, improv is about listening mm -hmm. uh really good acting is much more about listening than talking to yeah. me i and what I love about it is creating something with another actor and seeing where it leads if you really listen to what you're getting from the other person. And that is not always on camera something that is really vital because sometimes your other person isn't even there and yeah. you're talking mm. to a red dot on the yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think things are most delicious when there's a lot of really good listening happening. Yeah. 
I, I hope agree. to do a lot more of that with my career, you know. Of course. This yeah. has been super fun. Yeah. I agree. This has been I love great. you guys. You're actually welcome to come back if you want Maybe. to talk about one you weren't on. So if you want to, <laughs> you let us know. You're I'm happy to guest. come back whenever. Good. You know? uh, and you uh, should also do my other podcast, actually. I would definitely do that. And I have, as I said, it's like first degree of separation. You name a name and yeah, I'll yeah, yeah. riff on it because I, I probably can. We should hmm. we should write a pilot or a uh -huh. short and have uh, our good director friend Mitch Yapko direct uh, about your teacher and what she's doing now. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Retrospective. <laughs> I, Class you know, reunion. I did shoehorn the movie we shot a year ago uh, into the news radio universe. Oh, that's right. So that's right. I, I'm not averse to in yeah. some way making something like that happen again. Um, Jen, what do you have to promote? Be kind to people. Yep. It's good. Mm. That's I good. Like it. Alan, let's do the selfish plugs and uh, promotions. Well, you go to my website, Alan Rickard, A-L-L-E-N-R-U-E-C-K-E-R-T.com, or find me on Twitter at Alan Rickert, A-L-L-E-N-R-U-E-C-K-E-R-T. Same on Instagram and Facebook. Uh -huh. Jason, a, what do you got? I'm a good speller. <laughs> I'm the asshole now you guys who's have different to follow everywhere. me, and I'll follow you. Isn't that what we're due now? Yep. Yeah, yeah. We have to. We have to. Oh, we will <laughs> definitely be following Stephanie today, and I suggest you do the same. Yeah, Please of do. And I'm nice. I talk to people and stuff. I'm the idiot who spells and, and does things differently everywhere. Twitter, I'm at jklom. Uh, Facebook, uh, I think it's it's Jason Klom, I think is what it is, because mm. I have the personal one, but I'll ignore most things on there. Uh, and then uh, 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 JasonKlom.com, that's K-L-A-M-M, -M. that's a, you guys know. Uh, go to bit.ly forward slash uh, comedy albums, and you'll go to Celery Sound Records, which is my little sketch comedy record label. Don't know what the next drinking game Alan and I are doing, but it should be in February, so if you're in L.A., what? What? come out. What, drinking game? Yes, yeah, so we do a stage reading show every yes. month, usually every month, okay. of an 80s or 90s movie ish and we drink the audience drinks that's how i got to be I bobcat do that. you should you should <laughs> we should that hook you up fun. we should hook you up with you the know producers. one of my big goals is to do drunk history I really oh my god do me that too. i'm me putting too. that oh, out in the yeah. universe i want to do drunk history please please Derek like, waters if you're listening yeah. just that. Derek, hydrate hydrate before yeah For sure oh my yeah. god I, I would be not the a barfer probably <laughs> i would try to you know uh-huh <laughs> or i could be one of the people it's doing probably the, what they all the, say right what it's probably what they all say right yes of course yes. i do of course well, some, i've noticed some of the ladies get away without peeking. Yeah. that's true yeah mm -hmm. that is true um yeah so we do we did scrooge a couple months ago which is why or last oh, month fun. that's why i was bobcat uh alan was what robert goulet uh how, was it, how who else were you oh, yeah. You're robert, robert goulet, goulet. Uh, what's his name uh, uh, Steve Austin. Cummings, I forgot. His, his yep, that guy. Name. Uh, All the characters. Uh, Lee Majors. That's yeah, right. Lee Majors. Yeah, Thank right. you. Yeah. I used to nanny for the guy who wrote that screenplay. Really? Yes. No kidding. Yes. That's so weird. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> See, you're it's not wrong. First it's going to come up no matter what. That's all. Yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> Um, well, guys, thank you all for listening. Please contribute to the News Radio comic book, uh, the tribute comic book. Like, send more stuff in. Be oh, like Joe Galvan. Yes. Galvan. Yeah. Joe, if you got anything else. Be like Joe. Yes. Feel Seriously. free to send, but you've you've done more than enough. But please keep doing it. Please keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, we, we need it. Uh, you are amazing, and we love. Because like now, I say that, and you and I haven't actually put anything out there that we've worked on. So I need to draw really, something. You I and I need to suck it up yeah, and actually do. draw one or two things. Oh, no. And plus, I want to see your art. I, Alan. I mean, I do too. I... We've never seen Alan's art, and we want to see Alan's see art. Uh, yeah. yeah, Alan's oh. an artiste as well. I'll show you my I'll phaser if you show me some art. Please. That's a good, that's, go. that's that's a a good negotiation. That's enough motivation I, for me yeah. to do right, something this <laughs> week. <laughs> well, there's only one other thing to say, and that is, catch, catch you later, B-Cakes! Mm -hmm.
Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickard and Jason Klom, and our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. Please subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio. Visit stolendress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Big day today, Dave. <laughs>